Well, hello there, wonderful teachers. I want to invite you to an event we're doing this summer. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio, so you have to be able to make it there, but it might be worth traveling for if you're able to. It's happening on July 20th and 21st, so that's over a weekend, and it's going to be the best two days for teachers. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to learn a lot about pedagogy and creative teaching and business. We have two fabulous guest speakers and we're even going to finish with an optional Kaylee. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo that's dot com slash t-u-r-b-o 24 the numbers two four. I hope you'll check it out view all the details there and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July. On with the episode. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for, for music, music teachers. teachers. You're listening to the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and today we're talking about developing students' oral memories. You can find the article that goes along with this show over at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash one three nine. Hey there, beautiful teachers. So the inspiration for this episode actually came from a member of our team. A lot of Team VMT are actually teachers themselves. Almost all of our team is actually teachers as well as working for Vibrant Music Teaching. And one of our team members had this student that she was asking me about who was really struggling with her oral memory. In other words, no matter what was played to her or No matter how long it had been, she seemed to not be able to recall what she had heard. So this was really troubling this member of the team and her student, who was an adult student, and was aware of the problem, but they were struggling to fix it. And that's what inspired this article and this podcast episode. So let's unpack this idea first of an oral memory. What am I even talking about here? This can be a difficult one to unpack away from pitch awareness or general memory. But what we're talking about here is simply if you play something for your student, can they sing it back to you? And can they sing it back to you later? Can they remember how Mary Had a Little Lamb goes? Can they remember how their favourite song goes? It's about actually recalling the sound of things. So I mentioned that it's difficult to unpack this away from pitch awareness, but we will try because they're different things. So if you suspect your student has a weak oral memory or is struggling in that area, then I suggest you make sure their pitch awareness is on point first. Because if they just can't reproduce the sound at all, that's a different issue. So if, you're, if you find it tricky to ask your students to sing things for you, that's fine. You can just do simple echoes or pitch finding activities to check this, but singing is definitely the easiest. So if you sing a pitch, can they sing the same pitch? That's the simplest test, right? And most adult students can do that. Some can't, and that's something you can work on separately. Many, many kids won't be able to do that at certain developmental stages, and that's perfectly fine and normal. So it's not always the something that you need to rush I mean, you never need to rush it. We're never in a rush, are we? We're on a lifelong music learning journey. But with younger students, 
you definitely don't need to be in a hurry with this kind of thing. So you can work to develop pitch awareness with them, but know that it will take time and it's really a part of a natural part of growing up and it does happen for different kiddos at different ages that they're able to match pitch or even differentiate between singing voice and speaking voice. So that is a separate issue. If your student cannot match a pitch that you sing or cannot find the same pitch, isn't sure when they've found the same pitch on the piano that you're playing on the piano, then they have a pitch awareness issue and that's different. What we're going to help you address today is that weak oral memory. So that's where students can't sing or play back something they just heard or have a weak longer term oral memory where they can't play or sing back a song that they know, that they would know if they heard, or something that they heard last week, however simple. Before we dive into a few different strategies here, let's take a moment to talk about challenge. It's really important as you go through these activities that you bear in mind that they need to be at the right challenge level for your student. You do not want to be pushing your student so far that they feel incompetent, inadequate, that they start to think that they're never going to be able to do something or that they just don't have it, right? That they're just not talented or something like that. We never want our students to feel like that. And this area, especially when we're talking about singing and especially when you're talking about adult students, is rife for those kinds of self-belief issues and feelings of self-doubt. So tread carefully here and start at an easier level than you might first instinctively go for. Now, if you have had a student like this, you'll know how hard it can feel to improve this skill. It feels kind of baffling to us as people who have spent our whole lives with music that someone could not be able to sing back something they just heard, or their favourite song. That's really confusing to us. And so we need to start with a fresh slate and just take them as they are, and work on simple exercises. I'm going to share four different exercises or games, depending on what you want to call them, for developing and working on oral memory. So you'll start each of these at the right level of challenge, which will be easy, easy peasy, short and simple is the name of the game, and then you can progress from there. The first simple, simple game is singing back. I recommend you do this with Salfa hand signs or Kerwin hand signs or some form of gestures that you like to use. I sometimes use alternative signs myself just for funsies really. So I'll use me being like the note me being touching my head and then Ray being touching my ears and Doe being touching my shoulders, things like that. So you can make up your own. However, if you're curious about hand signs, you can definitely check out our article about this about the Kerwin hand signs and how they work. You may have seen these in action even if you don't know what they're called. So they are the fist for dough and then the upward slanting hand for Ray, etc. But I'll let you check out the full article and podcast episode on that if you missed it and you're curious about that system. Don't be scared of using hand signs or gestures though. It is so helpful and really essential for developing your student's weak oral memory in the way that we're going to do here. So the process for working on singbacks is very simple. You just sing a short pattern for your student while doing some form of hand sign or gesture and repeat it three times 
and then have them sing or hum it back to you. So start with something incredibly simple, as I say. You can literally start with Do Re Mi, right? Just that. And only a few notes restrict yourself for quite a while. I mean, weeks, not minutes. And you can move on and add new notes from there. You should only be taking a few minutes of your lesson time to do these kinds of exercises each week. It doesn't have to be a huge commitment, but it does have to be regular and consistent over time. Small commitment consistently over time. That's what will get you the biggest results here. So you sing the pattern for your student three times. They sing it back to you. As they get a bit more comfortable with this, you can definitely have them do the hand signs or gestures as well. And that's going to be helpful for leading you into our next game. So our next game is to sign it back. These games all lead on from each other, but you would still do the earlier ones as you progress to the later ones. So sign it back is about silently signing it back. What we're trying to do through all of these exercises is build up audiation, because I believe that hearing music in your head can lead to you being able to remember it better. If you can't hear it internally, I don't think you have a chance of being able to reproduce it later. So that's what we're aiming for here. And signing is a great step along the way because it gives you a physical activity to do that represents the sound you're hearing in your head. If that all sounded a bit confusing, bear with me for a second while I explain the exercise. So what you're going to do is sing a pattern just as you were before while doing the hand signs. And then your student is going to sign it back. Do just the gestures or hand signs back, not singing. So they silently do it, but they do it in time. Now, in the beginning, you can do it along with your student silently if they're having trouble. Remember, we want to make this as easy as possible for them. And you can also have them sign along with your singing as you do it three times. So the first time they just listen, and then the second time they start to do the gestures third time they're doing it in time with you and then when they do it on their own they've already had practice with your reinforcement with you as backup right so they gain that confidence there some students will feel a bit silly doing this so having those extra steps will be helpful for them now remember while you're doing this you're also still doing the regular singbacks as well this is just one to two minutes of lesson time total you only need to do a few You can do several of these back to back and just take a couple of minutes out of your lesson time. So do some singing back and then some signing back and keep doing that for a little while before you progress to the third game. And the third game can be integrated a little bit uh, sooner than the singing to signing transition because it is slightly separate. This is about tapping it back. Some students who have trouble with oral memory have trouble with pitch and some have trouble with rhythm. But most will have trouble with both. If they're having difficulty singing pitch back, they normally can't get the rhythm accurately either. And so this game is to work on that, and it's simply tapping it back. Are you noticing a theme here? So for this, you're going to clap a short pattern, repeat it three times, being clear about when you're starting the repeat, and then ask your student to tap it back to you. By that, I mean tap it on their legs, Tap it on the full board, knock it on the underside of the piano or on the piano bench, whatever is comfortable and easy for them. But I like tapping here versus clapping for two big reasons. Number one is, especially for your younger students who you're working on with this, clapping is challenging. 
to do on time. Students can mix up the when the ricochet is happening versus when their hands are coming together. They mix up the two different parts of the motion, in other words. And so you might end up just assessing their coordination challenge and think it's still an oral memory challenge, but it's not. It's a clapping issue. So tapping is much more accessible. And the second reason why I want you to have you clap it and they tap it is because that will be a slight change in timbre. Now, that's a tiny change and it might seem insignificant, but anything we can do to make that learning a little bit more flexible and their understanding of the rhythm pattern a bit more flexible, it's going to make it easier when later you transition to working on these kinds of things on the piano. So you clap it, they tap it, and then you proceed like that, still integrating your singing and signing activities. And then, eventually, I would say after probably at least three months of this, don't go too quickly, your student might be ready to actually transcribe some things, write them down. Now here's the process I recommend you follow for this, and it is a little bit I guess more involved or maybe just less what you're expecting. So pay attention to the steps here. What you want to do is sing a pattern while signing. So you sing a pattern for them and you sign. But then you have them sing their own pattern to you. And the goal is that you both write down each other's patterns. But what you're going to need to do is repeat the back and forth a few times. So you sing a pattern that goes do, re, do, re, do, re, just as an example, okay? And then they sing back a pattern and they just sing back me, re, do, okay? Maybe you need to repeat that back and forth conversation several times before you both get it written down. And you can kind of feign ignorance a little bit here if you immediately know how their pattern goes. I'd still get them to repeat it when you repeat yours. So if they ask you to repeat it one more time, you say, great, I'll do mine and then you do yours. Because what we're trying to get them to do here is, yes, transcribe it, write it down. And they can be writing it on the staff or in some kind of pre-reading notation, which is their own graphical notation. That part really doesn't matter, whatever suits. But as they're doing that, they have to keep two patterns in their head. They have to remember their own pattern and they have to remember your pattern in order to write it down. And then when you've finished, both of you think you have your each other's pattern, you hold up the pattern and you both sing each of them together to check that they are the patterns you had intended, right, when you read them from the notation. So there you have it. Those are your four games. They're super simple. I'll go through them one more time. So we have singing back, first of all, just singing and signing, and your student repeats the pattern back to you. Then we have signing back, where you sing and sign, but they only sign back. And eventually you might progress that to you singing without signing and they sign it back, but that would take a while to develop. Then you have you clap and they tap it back. And then finally, you're working on writing it down with them keeping two patterns in their head, their own and yours. And if you have multiple students, of course, you can do this either with three patterns or just with the two students making patterns for each other. That works extremely well. If you want more of these kinds of little activities that work really well to develop rhythm especially, you might love my book. It's called Rhythm in Five and it's available on Amazon and 
bookshop and all the places, right? So if you have a choice, if you're going for the hard copy, I would actually recommend you go to bookshop.org because that way you're giving a little bit back to booksellers and away from Amazon. But of course, if it's convenient for you to buy on Amazon or you're a Prime member, you can get it there too. It's available all the places that you might want it. I hope that this deep dive into weak oral memories and how we can develop them with students was useful for you. Do let me know what you thought of it and what you learned from it and anything else you would add in terms of activities in the comments on this article. You can get to it at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash 139 or you can just hop over to the Colourful Keys blog and see it there. I would also love to hear from you in the Facebook group if you have follow-on thoughts or questions for me about anything I mentioned today. That's it for this week. I'll catch you next time. One of the awesome benefits for Vibrant Music Teaching members is that they get an exclusive member magazine every month. This magazine brings together our blog articles in a way that is digestible and super actionable. If you want to become a member and get the magazine as well as all the other benefits, you can go to vmt.ninja to sign up. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I hope you loved it and I wanted to pop on here one more time to remind you about our event. It's happening in Cincinnati this July and you can get all the details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. See you there.